A fine day to you, my super friends. I'm Rob, and that's Cody. Ciao. <laughs> that means hello and goodbye in Italian. Okay, well, that's a good start. <laughs> and we'd like to welcome you to episode number six of the Low Key Raft, your slightly buoyant lifeline to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we get exactly what we expected, but also ammunition for a whirlwind of speculation. It's Disney's Loki Episode 2. I could do this all day. I've been falling, falling, falling for 30 minutes. Cody, the rogue to my gambit. How are Ooh. you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I like the, the rogue uh, gambit reference you know brings me back to the old x-men cartoon days it's like i want x-men to show up exactly right and then to do rogue properly unlike in the cartoons Ugh. yeah i mean on in the cartoons unlike the yeah movies. unlike unlike the 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 brian singer movies yes yes yeah although you know brian singer wasn't the problem it was whoever did the third one that was the major problem yeah i mean he could have did rogue a little better but you know whatever yeah it was, it was the first the first try. X Men is probably the reason superhero movies are at least in part the way they are today. So it's true. Yeah, they good. helped pa- pave the way. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch it, it's not as good as you think it is. Just letting you know. <laughs> Story like that. <laughs> um, but as I said before, we are the Loki raft, and there will be spoilers in this podcast. Spoilers. Lots of spoilers. So if you're listening and you haven't seen episode two of Loki or episode one or all the MCU movies, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but they interconnect really well and they reward people who remember things that happen in the past films. So you need to watch everything to have all the stuff make sense and moving into our, you know, this inevitable multiverse that we're going into, you know, you really need to understand what's happened in the past because this is all interconnecting so well. Um, but again, if you're not going to watch it, um, don't turn us off. Just give us a listen. We'll do our best to, to summarize stuff for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're not experts and, uh, we will be discussing this through the lens of a less than expert, but more than casual Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Uh, so again, we're not film experts. That's that's not what we claim to be. We're just a couple of fanboys that like to blabber on about uh, MCU-related material for however long we do it for. Yeah. So, so the structure yeah. of our podcast is as follows. We do a spoiler-heavy discussion of kind of the main overarching themes of the episode. It usually ends up being like a scene-by-scene thing, and we kind of take out the, the key information that we saw. You know, a lot of the Easter eggs as this show is as was you know the last two mostly wandavision i think but the same thing with falcon and winter soldier is just chock full of easter eggs which then a lot of it leads to speculation so that's that's what the first part of our podcast is then we rate the episode give our final thoughts we rate out of 100 we do a deep dive segment where we talk about you know maybe some of the lesser known entities that are in the the TV show or just what happens with them in the comic books or other media and maybe where it could potentially steer us in the future. And then we give our bold predictions, you know, basically culminating everything that we've talked about and kind of where we think the Loki TV series is going to go. So codes, what's your, uh, what are your thoughts on the first episode? First episode. Fuck. It's the second episode. Yep. I was just going to say, you mean the second episode? Uh, My First thoughts were I think it was it was great. Um, it was a great follow up to the to the initial episode. Gives a lot of kind of explaining in this episode. I think we you said it best when we watched it yesterday. Like they kind of spoon fed us a lot of information in this, whether it be about the timelines, Loki's powers, and kind of how they differentiate between certain things. Um, so it was just a great great episode. They bring in you know they didn't waste any time with the reveal of the antagonist, which. Spoiler alert, first one, Lady Loki is the antagonist or the early antagonist of the show anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree. Like we're just – and we're educated so much and the writers are making the whole like timeline manipulation and multiverse thing kind of palatable to me as someone who doesn't really enjoy that sort of thing. Um, And it's – they're really dumbing it down in an intelligent way. Like they're not making Mm -hmm. you like, they're not talking down at the audience, but they're, they're also educating you. I like that. They're, they're basically giving rules 
which, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of shows. I think Star Trek is pretty notorious for just kind of like making things up on the go and people just yeah. get mad at it for it because there's just so, so much crazy, wacky shit going on. And you don't really end up with a, a, a concrete set of rules that make sense. Whereas these rules are actually quite simple and yeah. they're going to dictate what, you know, essentially is going to impact the rest of the, Mar- at least this phase of the Marvel yeah. Cinematic oh, Universe. Definitely. Because at some point they're going to tie the timelines back up. I think that that's going to end up happening. I, but, I yeah, maybe I, I I think otherwise, but you know, we'll, huh? see. we'll we'll get to that later. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, a, cer- a certain conqueror that happens to be Kang might have something to do with that. But yes. um, it, it was just a it was just a great another great episode for setting the stage with loads of information. And again, I hearken back to the other two shows. Falcon Winter Soldier just gets right into the the the, the action uh wandavision doesn't really do much of anything like we kind of get like 30 seconds of information and just like a bunch of, of theorizing spe- yeah, speculation, speculation and and w- a wonder of what the heck's going on and then loki is yeah. like a great combination of the two yeah and it's like, also just like loads of info like it's just they're just yeah. throwing it in our face yeah but then still giving a lot of mystery to what is actually going on in the yeah, show absolutely which is great which i yeah. love it kind of reminded me of like a buddy cop show, you know, or like detective show, because really, like Loki and and Mobius are like two detectives trying to figure out this case and try, trying to get ahead of like the the villain. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll get into that a little bit further as to like kind of what that looked like and what our thoughts mm-hmm. were on it, and also just you know where we think it might be headed because some you know whatever what happens at the end, you know, when Loki leaves. <laughs> it's, yes. You know, I don't know, we'll we'll see how that impacts the rest of the you know the relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we'll move on to the you know the Great overarching scene. themes. Yeah. Um, We're in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, for the yep. Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this cold open? Like, do you think it, it like was, established it anything? I I think so. Like, I think it. Like one, I love the song choice that they chose. So like when the the Minutemen came came in and they were in the tent i thought it was kind of keying up the one thing i noticed i don't know if it's just because i had the you know forethought of knowing that it was probably going to be lady loki but i thought they were like thrown in like the gender like pronouns pretty a early. lot a, a lot, lot. In, the, in, in the opening scene yeah whether it be the song um talking about just like he all the time um you know the prize was going to be the princess and stuff like that so there's a lot of just like pronouns of gender either male or female so i think that I liked that actually. They were like, "Oh, is it going to be a guy? Is it going to be a girl? Who knows?" And the song choice was just very fitting, I think, for for the action sequence that took place. Yeah, well, Loki is the prince of Asgard, so I guess I would make Lady Loki the princess of Asgard. So exactly, um, right? Yeah, that, the, that makes yeah. sense. And just the song talking about like want to be a hero, and it's like kind of making you think like, well, is Lady Loki in their minds? They're the hero. They're taking down something they probably think is bad. So. Yeah, I still, I, I still don't know what she's doing. <laughs> no, no, and that's the mystery that you know we kind of talked about. Like that's what we don't know why, what she's doing or why she's doing it. Yeah, it's um, and I think that this was this part of the episode was clearly a table setter because like, you know, I I don't think this cold open gave anything groundbreaking. Like we no. we all kind of not we all, but like I would say the majority of anyone that is paying attention to any of the speculation knew that we knew we knew lady loki was going to be in this in this show yeah and so it was pretty clear she was going to be the villain or at least the adversary of the tva um and uh you know we basically all this was setting was that she was attacking the minutemen to steal their their um uh, charges the reset reset charges reset charges so that's basically what she was doing um, my favorite part of that scene, though, was when they show up to the Renaissance Fair and the lady working <laughs> was like, you're not even dressed up. And like, she's just getting mad at them for not fitting. And she, yeah. he's, she's like, well, some of us need this, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so great. Insinuating that they're just going to tank her job. and She's going to yeah. be unemployed. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, you know, some of us need this like escapism and you're ruining it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that was great. Just like a. 
again, there's lots of great lines in this movie. I think, or this movie, this TV show. And this was like the first time we've done this where I've had like four or five or six just like notable quotes. Quotes, yeah. There were some good ones in in this episode, actually. Yeah, and I will definitely be bringing each of them up as we yeah. as we get through. Especially in, episode, in our next episode when we do our rafties. Yes, yes. Stay tuned for episode number seven, which will be the rafties for the Loki TV series mid-season. Yes. Mid-season rafties. Um, so I guess next we, we move on and Loki's learning about – he's basically studying and like doing a, mm-hmm. a verbal test with Miss Minutes. Mm-hmm. Which and I thought Miss Minutes reminded me almost like a – like a Jarvis type thing, like a more advanced Jarvis, because it's like an AI, and then it kind of jump around. It could jump into the TV. I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of a, a Jarvis type thing. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's where they got the tech from from Star Trek, yeah. and they just advanced it. You love your Iron Man references, so I, uh, I I'm I'm fine with that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Anyway, also if you haven't watched Agent Carter, you should go watch it because Jarvis is in it. Like yes, we get to yes. actually meet Edwin Jarvis. Yes. So, Cool great. little plug for a show that's definitely not going to be canon or isn't canon already. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, there, th- this scene to me is very clearly trying to set up the Nexus events rules, like kind of what happens and why we're trying to avoid them, and yes. showing that Loki has been educating himself on it mm-hmm. on on the the TVA's, you know, I guess policies and things of that sort, and she's just quizzing him on it. Yeah, well, just good for him. Like, I think it's in his best interest to learn about, like, Nexus events and how timeline variations happen. And just because, like, you know, he he wants to probably overthrow the TVA or something. He he realizes this is, like, a big entity in, in the universe. So knowing what thing, you know, how things work and operate and how Nexus events are created and or, you know, branch off, it's good for him to know probably. Yeah, but he doesn't want he doesn't want people to know that he wants to know. Yeah, and you can tell yeah. he's kind of like playing it off that he's not educating, like he's he's just kind of like going through the motions. Yeah, but really, he's like, I'm, I want to learn about this. I never really thought of it that way. That's yeah. There's one thing Loki isn't is dumb. No. He's definitely a very intelligent villain. Yeah, he's he's he is our antihero, but I think he's still a villain in this show. Like right now, he's yeah. he's like playing because we. He's towing the line. Yeah, I would say I would say he's he's on one side of the line as of right now. I don't yeah. I don't think he's But he's close to the line. Yeah, well we're still yeah. cheering for him because he's likable, right? Oh like it's, God, yeah. it's it's difficult to cheer against him, but he's very clearly trying to overthrow this organization that you know the concept of them is they're good, right? Like they're trying to preserve the sacred timeline to make sure that nothing goes crazy. Do we believe that the timekeepers and, you know, everyone there are, you know, not doing things with malicious intent? Well, that's up for speculation. We don't really have any information, but, well, you know. Well, we'll kind of get – there's a little bit, like, later on in the episode that kind of, I think, hints at at that. Yeah. So we'll we'll get there when we get there. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's interesting that you brought up that Loki's trying to pretend that he doesn't care. But, but really like, – he he wants to learn about like you know the ins and outs of all this. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that makes a ton of sense, and I can yeah. guarantee you that that was done by design. That's not yeah. just a you know us reading into it. Well, for sure. And then also we get... they, they they set up the the jet ski thing as well in that in that scene as well. Ah, uh, yes. Jet ski magazine. So that'll I, come back later. Did you look? Okay, I I couldn't find anything, but this is volume twenty six, issue four. I that like that has to be just some off the wall comic oh. book reference somewhere. I I might be like so I might even be I can't remember there was a reference to th- like a Thor comic the first time the TVA are introduced. That's that might be that one. I think that's when um she drops all of the 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 reset bombs and it's one of the dates uh, and yes. places. Um that there's a list yeah we'll get there. That's that's way in the future. Um so I guess next that uh, we go to the briefing to go after Lady Loki. Yeah, I love that Loki's jacket says "Variant" yeah. boldly. Yeah. It reminds me of Castle, the TV show yeah. with Nathan Fillion, when he he wears the bullet writer bulletproof vest that says "Writer" on it because he's not yeah. a police officer. Yeah. Castle's a great like little buddy cop show. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Nathan Fillion. 
you know, your your mom probably watched it when it came out, and I love that show. So so do I. I watched. I think I watched the whole thing. It was great. It's on Prime. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, most people have Amazon Prime now. It's pretty accessible. So if you want a nice, easy, like in the background watch, Castle is definitely a good one to go for. So I, I just I just thought that that was a cool little 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 throwback to that for me. Oh yeah. But um. I guess the biggest thing about the briefing with Lady Loki or for Lady Loki is we learn about the difference between an illusion projection and a duplication casting. Yes, which was uh, I, I like I love when they do that kind of stuff to explain how the the, the powers work and the differentiation between them. I love when they shows do that, and so I was very happy with it. Yeah, so it says that the diff- uh, the illusion projection is creating a projection of oneself. So basically, like a fake version, like sorry, like a, a hologram. Basically, that's that's basically yeah. what a, what an illusion projection is, and then a duplication casting is you create an exact. This is Loki's words: an exact facsimile of one's own body in the present circumstance. It acts as a true molecular mirror. Yeah. So you're basically like, I always Dragon Ball. There's a Tien. Tien multiplies himself, and then he'll yeah. he has three versions of himself that'll fight. Yeah, Loki's doing a similar thing with. Um... Yeah, because I think what like the what I got from it too is like the illusion projection isn't so much of projecting himself; it's creating like a scene around him. Like so, for instance, in Dark World, when he's in the cell, uh, especially right after like the invasion and and Frigga dies and he's all like distraught, he's projecting the scene to look different and better. Okay. Right. Whereas. Uh, so that would be an illusion projection because the room looks all like nice and tidy or still. And the duplication casting is when like in Thor Ragnarok, when like he portrays Thor at the end and he just moves from himself to it, like projects himself off and like walks over to hit the alarm. That would be duplication casting because it's an exact replica of who he is at that moment. Yeah. Whereas projection is just making it look like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But- yeah, you're, you're, see, I was hoping you'd have more information on this because, like, to be honest, a little bit over my head. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I literally had to, like, I, like, watch that scene, like, would pause it, like, and had the subtitles on, wrote all everything he said, then, like, rewatched it again to really listen to it. So, yeah, it took me a second to, like, fully understand what he was trying to say, but I got there. All right. You're the, you're the hero that, that, we, that we need, but not the hero that we deserve. So, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, and I, I think that in this, the the other important thing that gets brought up here is Loki's fascination with getting a face to face with the timekeepers, like him kind of sliding it in, mm-hmm. basically like trying to bargain, like I'll help you if I get a, if I get a face to face with the timekeepers. That gets brought up later in the episode as well, but like this is the first little nugget of him being like this. I want to, I want to see them. Yeah, and even I think Mobius even like kind of offers it a little bit, and and Loki's like, oh wait, like that's on the table, like. That's that's a thing. Like, okay, yeah, I'll work for that. Mm. So that was good. So the my next question is when they when they go to the tent to like investigate. My first yeah. question is why did Lady Loki take C twenty instead of leaving her? Well, I think because later on, um, she uh, C twenty tells tells Mobius that uh, she told lady loki where the timekeepers were ah okay so she wanted she just basically was interrogating her okay sounds good that makes good sense yeah and then we get i to me this was like the first sign because we thought that by the end of episode one you think like loki's like not truly redeemed but he's re- pretty you know he's he's well on his way to his redemption arc and then we get into the tent and loki uses his scheme of use he he gets he he implements a scheme of using a scheme to like stop them from leaving the tent. So he basically is like lying to them to stall. Stu- yeah. I, I, I don't think he's trying to help lady Loki. I think he's trying to see what he can get away with. Definitely. Yeah. Cause that's just kind of one of his like little abilities, right? It's just like his, his ability to chat and manipulate and stall and, and get people to do kind of what he wants. And he's trying to probably just testing what he can do and get away with, with the TVA. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that scene, Loki says a lot of things and I know that like it's a ruse, but it's a lot of stuff that is comes to fruition or at least his beliefs. Like he talks about how the TVA are power hungry and mm-hmm. that they underestimate Loki or the Loki variant. Like Loki even had me. Like I was yeah, I, I believed yeah. everything he was saying and I, that, I even wrote that as well. Like Loki almost had me too. Like he had me. 
Yeah, I would have. Thank God, Mobius is Mobius is smart. Yeah, I know, right? Like I was like I was believing everything's in. Like, I thought there was going to be a trap outside, and I thought he was going to be right. Nope. Yeah. And then and then we get um, a sighting of what uh, a reset charge does. Mm-hmm. So that's important for when at the end what happens with the reset charges. It basically just like wipes the area clean. So yeah, it so, kind of just resets that everything that happened that wasn't supposed to happen out. So that the timeline kind of goes right back into the sacred timeline. Yeah. Um, another thing to know, I feel like just before they got into the tent, when they were talking about, like, Loki asked, like, why don't we why don't we just show up before the variant got here and then just stop them before this even happened? We can time travel. And, and Mobius' response was that, like, it's a new branch, so it's still changing and growing. So you got to show up in real time. You can't just go back to the branch because then you're probably going to splinter more branches. Right, so then, because it, it's just this whole fucking thing, this whole fucking thing, this whole fucking thing, you know. So I think that was also a nice like explainer and kind of like setting the rules for time travel and 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 timelines. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have to have, like again, you you have to create a very linear set of rules, or there's just so much gray area mm-hmm. of things that could happen. So I, I completely understand why they're doing that. And then we, we, we get to a little bit more of uh, Judge Renslayer. Yeah. Yeah. So after everything, we realize everything, you know, shit hit the fan there. Mobius is explaining to her why he kept Loki, you mm-hmm. know, as a consultant, basically. And it's very clear that she has worked her way up. So she was very clearly like an analyst or a Minuteman yep. at some point. Um, and she's like the one who approves these missions. So she's like a pretty big deal in the TVA. Um, I also wanted to point out that when she talks about how the timekeepers are so involved in the case, it kind of stinks of their comic book story because in the comic book stories, they, they become more interested in preserving themselves as opposed to preserving the timeline and preserving, you know, the people and the events and, that go and on peace in. and stuff. Yeah. So it just, it just stinks of that. So I just wanted to, to highlight that, like, She's like saying that they're doing this, you know, but I I don't believe that. And then the last thing is that the pen from the analyst she keeps on the side in yeah. quotes. So who is this analyst she keeps on the side? Is it going to be like another Ralph Bonar thing? Or even like, uh, oh, what was the one I was thinking of? Oh my God. Oh, like the, the, an, like the scientist that, um, Monica Rambeau had. Where everyone was theorizing, like, oh man, maybe it's gonna be like Reed Richards, or maybe it's gonna be this, but the 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 Blue Beetle or whatever. There were like, hour long yeah. videos on who that scientist could be, and then it ended up being Joe Schmo. Yeah, <laughs> like, n- nobody. We still don't even know. Like it was nobody. Yeah. So I really hope that they're not doing that. Like it, I they're very clearly placing that seed because you know it's it, the the most likely choice is that it's Kang the Conqueror. But like well, why or Immortus or a version of Kang, but like I don't know. I don't think Kang would be her other analyst. He's Kang the Conqueror. No. I don't can't imagine that Kang would be in the TVA now. I think if he were to show up, it would be like a previous analyst or Minuteman or judge. But I, like a side analyst, who knows? Maybe. Do you do you think that he could be posing as that goofy little analyst that uh, Loki keeps K- running Casey? into? Was it Casey? Yeah, it's Casey. Imagine just to kind of keep so. an eye no, on because, things. Uh, well, I don't think so. Don't think there's so. like what, like there's like ten different versions of Kang. There's a lot, yeah. There's a whole like citadel of of Kang the Conquerors from different timelines. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Is there anything else that happened in that scene with Ravana that you wanted to bring no, up? Not really. Just the the teasing of the the side analyst, which was the only thing really, and then just making it. I think there's still adding to the the things that like timekeepers might not be that good since the fact that you know no one really has met them like and they're just following these orders blindly which and i think is always just like i'm very skeptical of that in anything in in real life and or in movies yeah they're just like tucked away in their little the um, pocket dimension probably yeah just doing whatever no no one really monitors the timekeepers no exactly right so uh, that was pretty much the main takeaway from that. Next, though, I think the one thing I have written down for Loki, because next we kind of get into Loki kind of hunkering down in the library. Yep, going and, all and, university. Exactly. 
Uh, but I the the quote I had to describe him in this is faking it till he makes it. Because he's <laughs> he, he just like is walking around. He's talking to the the lady at the desk, and he's like, "Oh, like I'm on a very important TVA mission. I need I need files on the timekeepers and the start of time, the end of time, the start of the TVA." I was like, "I just he just has no idea what he's doing, but he's pretending like he does." And I thought it was amazing. Well, yeah, if you fake it till you make it, eventually you figure out you're not faking it anymore. Exactly. And that's so, exactly what Loki's doing right now. Yeah, that's the definition. Yeah. I, I did want to bring up, like, this scene, this this shot was in the trailer, but when they're coming down in the elevator and you see the big statues of the timekeepers, how are they not villains? Right. Like, they just look evil. Yeah. Just space lizards. <laughs> I don't want to be, like, an elitist, like, you know, racist towards lizard men. But, like, <laughs> giant lizard men who are just, like, overlooking everybody that just look, stinks of villain. Oh, yeah. I just, just reeks of villains. Yeah, and that's where basically Loki comes up with the, the theory of the, the salad metaphor that he uses to Mobius. Yeah. Yeah. Which I... <laughs> He didn't have to do it the way he did that. <laughs> just, he yeah. just needed to just, explain think, it. Yeah, exactly. But I think he just well, – another reason to him just like messing with people, he just wanted to ruin his lunch, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I just love love Owen Wilson's just like genuine – Like like upset, oh, like how upset he was. Like, yeah. Just disheartened. Yeah, his, the disheartening. His, that he, yeah, of that his he just, salad being ruined. <laughs> and oh. – and basically, Loki comes up with the idea that it's through reading about the destruction of Asgard. Which was a nice little scene because you see like a little tear in his eye. Like you, you tell that he still does care about Asgard. Yeah, but then he puts on the face about him not caring about all those people dying. Right? Yeah. Like when he says it. But you can tell that. Deep down. That, in, that insecurity that they brought up in the first episode is still there where he puts on this face as opposed to what's actually going on inside of him. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, basically, that you can show up to an event before an apocalypse, and you don't alter the timeline. So you and I could go to I don't know the 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 iron the the gates the the hot gates before the Battle of Thermopylae and fuck with the Spartans, and then, and then the Persians would still slaughter them. Yeah, exactly. So stuff like that. So basically, they show up to Pompeii. Could you imagine going somewhere knowing that everyone's gonna die? That'd be crazy, man. Like, like, like the, nothing the, you do matters. Such a like the existential crisis. Yeah, like that would go on inside of you. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And, the, and then my favorite quote from the li- from the post library. So when Loki's basically convincing Mobius to you know trust him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, he's like, you literally stab people in the back fifty yeah. times. Yeah, like I've studied your whole life. You literally stab people in the back fifty times. Which was in it's like yeah. one of the. Wouldn't do it again. Like, it's so boring. Which was in one of the teaser trailers, but, like, I, again, just seeing it in the yeah. TV show makes it a little bit a little bit more real and yeah, more and giving more and getting more context from, the, you know, after the trailer. Like, oh, that was, yeah, it was brilliant. And, and, and just, like, the delivery and, the you know, how Tom Hiddleston receives the joke and then, like, banters back. Oh, it's brilliant. And then we get more talk about the jet ski yeah. magazine, but that's, to me, that's just the lead into kind of Mobius explaining, you know, his this is essentially his spiritual beliefs, mm-hmm. like what what a timekeeper or not a timekeeper, but like what a member of the TVA believes in. Yeah, they believe in that they're doing everything for good, and you know the end is not written, and when it is unraveled, then peace will be, you know, achieved, and chaos has been thwarted, and yeah. everyone will be happy. It's just order. Just order, which yeah. Loki then says is boring, which he's right. But exactly, you know, I, I'd be fine with that. But um, I think the 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 important things to to point out there is that um, Mobius basically turns Loki's argument around because Loki says, "Well, you're created by a bunch of lizard men. Like, how, you know how ridiculous that sounds." And then he's like, "Well, you were you're Loki, Prince of Asgard, who was created by Odin, the god of of heaven, the heavens, uh, and- the god of heavens." Like, how ridiculous do you think that sounds? And then it made me think, like, like humans' backstory is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, everything's and, ridiculous, and, right? And every iteration of humans' origin story. Yeah. It'd be Greek, Christian, Buddhist. Evolutionary. Evolutionary. It's all the same. 
it's all it's all just wild and like to anyone who doesn't believe that it sounds wild so it was just a really cool little part that mobius brought in Mm -hmm. and uh a a big loki line where he says uh he says i because mobius calls him like a scared little kid and he says uh no one bad is ever truly bad and no one good is ever truly good yeah i even wrote that down and saying like that's a great quote it's probably like a leading quote for me yeah, and it also fits the show because Loki's not as bad as he, you know, portrays himself or like shows himself yeah. to be. And are the timekeepers as good as? Exactly. I feel like it was just like, just summed up this like whole like series probably. Absolutely. And yeah. and my the the one thing I wanted to point out with that is I don't think that Ravana Renslayer is a villain at all. I don't think that I think Mobius and him. I don't think they're doing anything nefarious. I just think they're. They're not privy to the information that they're they just need to basically, be privy to. Yeah, they're they're basically part of a cult, unknowingly part of a cult. Yeah, exactly. Basically. They're being fooled. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to know the the line that I really like too. After the "no one is bad" is like bad, and no, that that one is that is like a scared little boy is like, yes, it was quite patronizing. I thought it was a bit too too far actually. Which <laughs> is like it's kind of like droned out that comment because like. Mobius is now clicking into something, but like that line, I think it just killed me. I was fucking laughing. And it's interesting because that line, basically the whole thing about kids leads into Mobius is like light bulb moment. Yeah. Where he, the the gum from the little boy in the the French like church. Why did lady Loki leave a a pack of gum behind? I think, I think that just speaks to lady Loki not being, again with that same line like no one bad is truly bad like i think loki lady loki probably has a soft spot for people her you know her her beef is with the tva and the timekeepers apparently well yeah because like, there's the body count is always just the minutemen it's not yeah. the actual people like, in that timeline exactly right so i think and she, maybe she has a soft spot for kids um and you know they're not. She's not truly evil, and maybe she's just pissed because they keep white. Like the TVA is wiping out all these timelines and killing people technically, like different alternate versions of people. Yeah. And so the TVA probably wiped out everyone she knew. Yeah, that does, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So. I don't think. I ultimately don't think she's the villain. I think that. I don't think so either. Um, she's probably just like another adversary. Yeah, like she's you know like like we just said like Loki. Is still kind of bad. Like he's still towing the line of, he's on the line, but he's on the the wrong side of the line. Yeah. Where I think Lady Loki is probably the same. Like, right, kind of near the middle, where they could do some good things, but most of the time they're kind of doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just thinking they're always, you know, them first and then other people, you know, next. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why Lady Loki gave a kid some gum. And okay, that makes a lot him. of sense. I didn't really think of that. I was just, I was actually just puzzled. Like, why did you leave a clue behind? You idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess the the next thing is they, they head to, to Roxcart, which is a reference to Roxxon. So mm-hmm. basically the Walmart of 2050. Yes, basically. And then we, we kind of get uh, – the first thing that I noticed is that Loki's powers are back because he's back on, like, non-TVA Earth. soil. Yeah he's, yeah, he's on Midgard. So he, he – yeah, I like how he uses it in such, like, an innocuous way. He just, like, dries himself off with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then was it like B15 or whatever? It was just like, what was that? It was like, I'm using magic to dry myself off. So no, announce myself with every squeaky footstep that you guys have. Yeah. That was a quote. I actually had that quote written down. I thought that was fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it was great. And I, I did want to point out that I think that it's B15's fault that Loki got away. Because if Mobius yeah. was watching Loki, I think he would have had a better chance of, you know, predicting yeah. what was going to happen. 100%. 100 percent yeah yeah she done and, goofed yeah she going goofed up and that was just like power tripping classic like somebody with a little bit of power trying to overstep somebody Ugh. um also i want to point out which like i was like if they're the tva and they have all this power why do they keep going into locations dressed as themselves and especially when they're trying to capture this like elusive variant like go in undercover like wear that chest plate underneath Under, like, a, like a hoodie a sweater yeah <laughs> like, you exactly. don't you don't have to wear this like ridiculously like outlandish outfit that clearly doesn't fit in with the timeline and have yeah. this this organization on the back that does not exist in earth yeah. 616 
Exactly. So like, I I noticed that I was like, especially when it was on the TV screen. So I was like, yep, all right, yeah, Loki just clearly spotted them like in a millisecond. Yeah, fucking idiots. Like, fucking and and idiots. again, the Minutemen are really useless. Like, it's so easy to trick them. Yeah, they're, they're just they're bumbling idiots. Like, even yeah. again, even like B fifteen and C twenty, they were all they all just walked into these traps and gotten killed. Yeah, Mobius seems to be the only one with like any sense of intelligence. Yeah, I I did want to point out my my favorite quote in this scene is. Um, when Loki tells Mobius to trust me, and he says, "Why is it that people that you can't trust always end up saying trust me?" Yeah. The guy's a genius. Yeah. Like that is, is that cuts deep. Yeah. If someone's telling you to trust them, probably probably not trustworthy. Probably. It's not, like no. if someone has to justify they're not lying. They're mm-hmm. very they they very likely are a liar if you have to question them all the time for being a liar. Yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, I like that one as well too. And so my my next question would be, you know, when Hunter C twenty when they find her, what's she blabbing on about about it's real? That's uh, what I was wondering too. Like again, another like mystery that they're setting up is like it's real, it's real, it was all real. Maybe the time twisters. Maybe like like obviously Lady Loki showed showed her something. You know, we do know that Loki has some you know certain powers of like getting into your mind. So maybe. Yeah, projected some kind of image and or showed something that Loki had seen and that's why they're doing what they're doing uh, but also and then yeah that was one of my questions too is like what is it what, is, what was the real thing yeah for those of you that have not seen Thor Dark World or have not gone back to listen to our podcast episode on Thor Dark World go listen to that before this next part okay now that you've listened to it um, Loki basically has the ability to go into people's minds and see their whole story. So it's not out of the realm that he's able to go in and show them things as well. Yeah. Like it would just yeah. make sense. In, in and my it opinion. wasn't, it wasn't dark world that happened. That was Ragnarok. I was Ragnarok. He, oh he yeah. Cause it to Valkyrie. Yeah. He does it to Valkyrie. I'm stupid. Go back and listen to our episode on Thor Ragnarok or Cody cut yeah. out the part about dark world. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't sound like an idiot. Well, I might keep it. In. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. So the, I guess the, the, the final eight minutes is just like the suspense scene of them wandering through and getting to see a little bit more of like uh, Loki, like evil variant Loki's like kind of powers, which we haven't seen before. Yeah. Like basically just the like enchantment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stakes of the enchantress, I guess. Right. Is that? Yeah, exactly what I was thinking too. Like it was like, man, when are they going to bring in the enchantress? They brought in her sister in agents of shield, the TV show. Yep. Like Lorelai or Lola. Yep. Something like that. I think it's Lorelai. Um, go yeah, watch they, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you 100% should watch it. But, yeah, no, I, I'm hoping they bring that in. But, yeah, it was really cool. I, I like the idea of them, like, of Loki, like, being able to mind control other people and then jump that from person to person, but yet still move her own body around and doing things. So it's like you get to see her, like, setting up the uh, the reset charges while still kind of interacting with Loki and stalling him. So another tactic that, to show that they're all good at like stall tactics. Yeah. And it also like reminds me of Wanda at the end of WandaVision where she's mm-hmm. there reading the dark hold and studying it. And then she's also like doing stuff around the little cabin. Yeah. The same time, making some right? tea. Yeah. Still in her astral plane reading the dark hold. Which... Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that. Um, I also like just the interaction between the two Lokis because it just makes so much sense, like how they would interact, how a Loki would interact with a Loki. Like mm-hmm. they just, they're just trying to one up each other all the time. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> and I love that. And and they're also just inc- deliberately obtuse when they answer questions. They don't give straight answers. No. And I love when Loki does that. He's like, God, now I know why Thor found this so annoying <laughs> when she calls herself Randy. Like, call me Randy instead of Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Which I wonder, like, that was another question. Like, I wonder why Lady Loki didn't like being called Loki. I'm sure that we'll get to that. Like, to me, I'm that's sure, yeah. that's too big of a of a thing to not talk about. Or yeah. at least give us some sort of a, a payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, what Indeed. happened for that to happen? Yeah. Another thing, too, like, uh, to, to speak to Loki's kind of good nature or, like, a you know, a part of him that has good nature is when... B fifty two like collapsed on the ground like B-52. he almost like, <laughs> sorry B fifteen love shack not, st- not not Star Wars yeah um, that's BB that's BB eight BB eight yeah what did I say B fifty two is you know the very oh, underrated eighties band. Yeah. band yeah You're right 
Uh huh. Silly me. <laughs> it's in the morning, everyone. You I'm just want to hear my cover of Love Shack. That's yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, world renowned cover of Love Shack yeah. by Rob. Al- almost as important as the Rafties. Yes. Uh, but yes. So in um the minute Minute Man falls to the ground, he like almost like jumps to like grab them and he's like, oh, like are they dead? Like what's going on? And he was he was actually concerned, which I think just kind of speaks to his good nature or a part of him that has it. There's an internal struggle within Loki to want power and want to be, you know, renowned as this glorious leader or just the human, like he's not human, obviously he's a God, but good nature, but the good nature Um, that he also has that still shines through. Like it's, it's still there. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel like a glimmer of it. I feel like I'm like in an intervention and I'm like, that person is still there. Like, (laughs) and I just, I just want Loki to be that person that I love. Yeah. That we want him to be, we know he can be, um, which he will get there. And I think, yeah, it's gonna be great. And then basically like, I guess they have like the little fight and you get to see that boom, bombs drop and like, different parts of the timeline they're all reset charges and they're like they're all i think it's more easter eggs i don't think that the the reset charges are meant to like reset like ah, certain times i'd be interested to see if any of those dates coincided with like the old spider-man movies i don't think any of them do from what i've seen um there was because there was like different locations in different years there was like there was one on ego the yeah, planet. like 1384 or something. Yeah, there was uh like um the homeworld of the the Kree, like Hala or something like that. Yeah, there was an Asgard one which I think it was right Asgard right one. before Thor takes place. Yeah, it was 2004. So maybe that like, that could throw something off from like the Thor timeline. Uh, a couple other there's like Switzerland, like Lisbon, Portugal and yeah. certain times. Yeah, so um, and, and doesn't is it the beginning of one of the Avengers movies that takes place in Lagos, Portugal? So, yeah, no, it was. Um, there's another Lagos, not in Portugal though. Ah, it was, yeah, that I didn't was know that. Uh, Civil War. Okay. Yeah. Oops, stupid. Yeah, that's like, when they fight crossbones in it, right? I think it was in like Africa. I can't remember where the other Lagos is. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. Doesn't We're matter. not geography buffs. Nah, Kieran, if you're listening, can you please help us out with this? Yeah, he's he's our yeah. It's in Nigeria. Ah, okay. Well, now you just cheated. Yeah. Now, now, like, now Kieran has no reason to to feel smart. Kieran, you're still a dumbass. Love you, Kieran. Um, he's our yeah, only then, listener. Yeah. Well, one of two, <laughs> yeah. maybe three. Yeah, my mom and Cody's mom. Uh, I was I was gonna say my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he basically just kind of escapes because then lady loki just dips well, well she reveals herself finally yeah, reveals herself says it's not about you because loki always you know the self-centered egotistical oh, yeah. man that we know thinks it's all about him and she's like well it's not about you man like frig off yeah frig off you know you you just showed up this has been going on for a while yeah so i guess the important thing is that she knows where the timekeepers are now so that's mm-hmm. probably where she went i can't imagine we don't go back to the TVA in the near future. I feel like they're probably gonna have to go go back at some point. They're gonna have to try to track down our Loki and figure out where he went because he's just following her, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, I'm it, what, uh, another question I have is that C twenty said that she told Lady Loki where the timekeepers were, but I didn't think like Mobius doesn't even has never even met them. Like, do they know where they are, but just don't get to meet them? another thing an unanswered question i have could they be on that like that floor that you're not allowed to get to on in the tva is that where the the access denied like level from the uh the credit scenes yeah maybe but yeah i wasn't sure like you know c20 sure she's like a commander but like it's not like not like runslayer level like how would she know where the timekeepers are if mobius has never met them yeah i I, purchase doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) Yeah, unless they all just know where they are and they just can't get there, and or want it, or not allowed to get there. Yeah, because they're like in an alternate alternate dimension. Yeah, well, it's not mentioned in the show yet, but from the comics, I'm pretty sure like they're just like in a, like a pocket universe. Yeah, kind of like the TVA itself is in a pocket universe, like outside of time. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that's it. The charges get dropped and uh, roll credits. 
chaos ensues. Yes, absolutely. Which I, I am excited yes. for. I, I think, I think that this episode really did a good job of setting the stage for the next four episodes to be just absolutely fucking balls to the wall wacky. Yeah. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I wish they would just drop the whole show at once, but whatever gives us more time to do this. So yeah, exactly. You guys listen to our beautiful voices more between episodes yeah Yeah. so i guess that's it so we'll get into our rating of the episode yes cody out of 100 what do you give loki episode two i'm pretty sure i gave episode one like a 75 yes you did yes i did so i would i would probably this this one was better than the first i felt so i would give it like a, a 79 yep yeah I buy that. I, I still think there's lots of room to grow. I'm in your your boat. I gave it an 80, and I gave it an 82. Or sorry, I gave the first one an 80. 80, yeah. And I gave this one an 82. I think this one was marginally better. I think the first one had that wow factor of, wow, this is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. they, they did it. And I think this just picks up right where the first episode left off in a really positive note. And it makes me so happy that they they have yet to screw this up. Yeah, the the fact that they even they dropped Lady Loki early and they didn't do like the whole power broker thing from Falcon and Winter Soldier and like wait and sit on it and then you're like, oh yeah, we well yeah, frick. Yeah, like when we were talking, we because we talked, we we did our, you know, I wouldn't say that we're this amazingly beautifully polished podcast by any stretch, but like we did our practice episodes on Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we knew Sharon Carter was the power broker from like the second she showed up. Even though we didn't want it to be, yeah, like we were just completely against the idea of it because it was kind of a, you know, it just there was way better characters you could bring in. But since she was there, you all, you knew it was her. So when they revealed it that at the end that it was her, it was like whoop de do. Yeah, I just like that they didn't do that with this. That you kind of just revealed Lady Loki at the start, and then yeah. we don't have to wildly speculate about it and be disappointed at the end when it just ends up being who we expected it was going to be. Exactly. So yeah, it was a, it was a really good idea to do that. So, yeah, well done, Disney and yeah, Marvel Studios. And Marvel, yeah, crushing it. Crushing it so far. Uh, shall we dive into our next segment? Wow, that's, that's a great pun. Yeah, You'll make a great a good, dad good one segue. day. segue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll get into our deep dives. Deep dives. So, uh, as I said at the top of the podcast... Um, our our deep dives is, is a segment where we kind of look more into a like deep, just obviously deeper, but like just get break down a character or an entity more so that we can kind of speculate on where the show might take them. Uh, so as an example, Cody will be doing Lady Loki in mm-hmm. this deep dive, and I will be talking about the Timekeepers, two characters that we probably don't know a ton about. Like I didn't know anything about the timekeepers until we started researching for this episode. Yeah, we didn't know much about Lady Loki. I knew that was a thing in the comics, but I didn't know like kind of the origin of it. Yeah. Uh, so I will. Uh, I'll start first with the uh, Lady Loki, which in the comics is still just the six one six version of Loki. Um, but what happened was uh, after the events of the Earth shattering Ragnarok event in the early like two thousands in the Thor comics. Um, Pretty much everyone was killed off or destroyed because there's this whole cycle of, you know, life and death in Asgard. And there's this reoccurring theme with this, you know, there's a comic books obviously go into crazy details of like the the people in the shadows, which were like these beings that were like siphoning energy off Ragnarok and the this recreation cycle, which eventually was broken. Uh, yada, yada, yada. We don't need to get into that. No. But. So what happens is Thor gets comes back to life and they start searching for remaining as guardians who had survived the fall and or were like put into the bodies of other people, like kind of the spirits lived on. Um, so he goes around searching for people, finds Heimdall, which is a big help because then Heimdall can see where other people are and point Thor in the right direction. Okay. He, he finds the Warriors 3 and then he goes to find Sif. But instead of Sif, it's... Loki. So Loki inhabits the body that was intended for Sif and ships Sif off to some like elderly lady in a hospice care, rendering her like useless. Fucking what a rat bastard. What a rat bastard. Sends Sif to like her deathbed basically till just incapacitates her. Okay. Uh, So yeah, that's what he, he does that. And then 
a big storyline that kind of like what happens is that like just during like the secret invasion uh so during that whole run loki is in lady loki form he is on like uh norman osborne's like secret like cabal that they have so like the just like a bunch of like i think it was like kingpin norman lady loki a couple others that were all these evil people kind of like hiding in the shadows like the evil like illuminati basically oh okay um she also like almost gets um billy beta ray uh, killed because like just told everybody that he was a scroll during the secret invasions and everyone like gangs up on him, beats him up, almost kills him. Um, and then another thing that happened, which we talked about in our Thor, the dark world podcast, when we talked about Boar, um, Odin's father, and then how Loki had brought him back to life into present day and, but like put some spell on him so that he thought everybody was like his enemy and demons and then Thor fights, fights him and kills him. That whole thing. Uh, that was Lady Loki uh, who did all that. Uh, so that was another thing that was a big comic book run. Um, and then, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, the one thing Loki did in this series was try to redeem himself. Even though everything I just said was pretty evil. But he tries to trick Boulder, saying that he's no longer going to lie. He's just He's going to tell the truth from here on out. But by doing that, he actually, like is equally as manipulative by using the truth. Um, so he just kind of uses his abilities in a different way of, of messing with people and trying to get people to do what he wants. Um, but by doing it, he won Baldur's trust um, by telling Baldur that he was the true son of Odin, uh, just like Thor and the two gods created like a shaky and temporary alliance. Um, but that gained a, uh, a lot of, trust for loki by association because yeah. balder's such as like an honorable like character so for the like for the listeners balder is one of the sons of odin he's the yes. biological son of odin yes and and friga and at one point becomes a king of asgard or ruler of asgard while thor's either dead or doing thor stuff ban- banished because since thor killed boar he is then banished from asgard which loki like told balder's go you know he killed he's technically part of the royal family so he has to be banished trickery with honesty what a piece of shit yeah um so that's pretty much lady loki in a nutshell there was some there were some similarities i saw online people were making to icall which is another version of loki which is like a reborn version of loki some of the characteristics anyway mm-hmm. um but maybe we'll save that for for another deep dive there's also Kid Loki as well, which is another, like, version of Loki. That's, like, the good version. Okay. But so, Rob, that's Lady Loki. Um, what do we got for the Timekeepers, sir? Lay it on me. So, the Timekeepers are interesting. Um, so, I was originally going to do Kang the Conqueror, but we should just do a whole podcast on Kang the Conqueror because he, he literally does everything. Yeah, I think we'll wait. If he pops up, we're definitely doing like probably like an episode or maybe a mini episode on him. Yeah, that would be because he, he's he's gonna he's all over this time this the the timekeepers like they use him all the time. So, um, the timekeepers were created by He Who Remains, who was the very last director because there is no director of the TVA at the Citadel at the end of time, which was the last reality of the multiverse. So the last reality of the multiverse is the Citadel at the end of time. Um, and he created them just prior to the heat death of that universe. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, the inevitable heat death of the universe. That's when he created them. But the timekeepers were actually created on the second try. So the first try, he created the time twisters. But they were imperfect and destroyed numerous realities. After, but then they were stopped by Thor. Thor was the one who stopped them. But then when Thor stopped them, it splits the reality into two. One where the time twisters survive, so they still exist in a different reality. Mm-hmm. And one where the time twisters are destroyed by Thor and the timekeepers then be, are created by he who remains. Um, so there were three of them as shown in the in the TV show that there's three timekeepers. But apparently there was a fourth who was created and exiled in Egypt in 2950 B.C., that actually has a link to Kang. So Kang actually sets up headquarters in 2950 BC. 
it's just a little nugget i don't think it has any direct link but i just thought it was interesting that they both set up there at some time um at some point the timekeepers recruit immortus who is a version of kang the conqueror Mm-hmm. to monitor all the times between 3000 BC and 4000 AD. He just has to monitor 7000 years. Yeah, no big deal. No, not a big deal at all. Um and he also the reason they do it though is because he is supposed to untangle all of the time travel mess that Kang the Conqueror and his prior versions of himself, which there are many, created. So he's basically recruited to clean up his own mess. Yeah. Um Ouch. There's a, t- a storyline where they try to have Immortus kill the Scarlet Witch because she's a way too powerful Nexus being. Um, this was when they sent him to Earth because they wanted him to break up the Avengers. Instead, he teams up with them. So this is the time. The Timekeepers, why do they want him to break up the Avengers? Right? Like, right. they're they're there to, to help humanity. Um so again, then, then Immortus tries to kill Scarlet Witch, but he's actually the person who sets her up with Vision. Oh. Is Immortus. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Um, the Time Twisters then return, and they pose as the Timekeepers, and they try and drain Scarlet Witch's energy. Another lo- overlap with Scarlet Witch. Like, again, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of overlap with her, a Nexus being, Nexus events. Like, it just, it just, they just, they link so well together. Um, oh, yeah. So they use the time twisters actually trick Immortus into draining her energy. So Kang has links to Timekeepers and Scarlet Witch. There's multiple in the comic books. And the books. Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four because Nathaniel Richards is a, is a descendant of the of, Reed, of the Richards family. Yeah, of Reed, of, yeah, Reed and Sue. So the Immortus actually snaps out of it, realizes that the time twisters are impersonating the timekeepers and he actually defeats them. And the timekeepers return them to their birthing pods and watch over them for the rest of time. Um, then the timekeepers, they fear the dominance of humanity. So they fear that humans are getting too powerful and they send a mortis to kill a bomb, the hero, a bomb who can yeah. activate and best utilize destiny force, which basically mm-hmm. gives its user access to like, it's a long ass list of abilities. So basically Immortus goes to destroy a bomb. Um, and it's because he is the best user of destiny force and utilizing destiny force. A bomb calls in Avengers from different time periods and mm-hmm. they actually make it to the timekeepers to stop them. And their plan gets revealed, which is to wipe out the minimum number of timelines to weaken humanity and preserve themselves. So that's what the timekeeper's okay. motive is at the end. This is basically the culmination of their story. Yeah, yeah. So they then try to remove Immortus from existence and remove Kang by forcing him to permanently transform into Immortus. So they're basically trying to they get rid of the Kang impersonation of Immortus and then yeah. try and make Kang only be Immortus, who is basically their lackey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they then summon the evil Avengers to protect themselves. Then Kang resists what they're doing and splits himself into Kang and Immortus again. So he just goes back to how it was. He basically makes two of himself. Mm-hmm. And then A-Bomb destroys the, the weapon that they were going to use to wipe out the minimum amount of humans and timelines and things like that. You, he uses Destiny Force, and then Kang destroys the Timekeepers. So Kang also toes that line. Mm-hmm. seemingly of kind of just that anti-hero line where he kind of gets used in certain situations and then he yeah. you know ends up on the right side you know sometimes yeah because that's the thing like with kang there's so many versions of kang that like lot are evil some were good there's like a the kid version of kang where he comes back in time ends up being like iron lad yep and and you're right so there's yeah he's he's back and forth he's kind of like a loki but I think a little bit more evil than Loki. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So yeah, that's the timekeepers. They are pieces of shit. Yeah. In the comics. I wonder if they're pieces of shit in the TV show. There's a good chance. Like, uh, I feel like, I feel like this will lead very well into our next segment of our bold predictions. Yes. Robin Cody's bold predictions. Bold predictions. So, Let's uh let's jump right into it. So my my previous predictions were that Moon Knight is the hooded figure. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> Wrong. 
but I, I I still need Moon Knight to show up. My my previous one about the hooded figure was gonna it was gonna be Lady Loki, and that Lady Loki wasn't gonna be the true villain, and that he she was gonna team up with our Loki, and work together. We're on our way there. We're we're on a, we're halfway there. Yeah. So uh, I think I think I think Cody's on the way to a victory with that one. And then yeah. my other one is that we will get a Kang the Conqueror sighting, or his name will at least be dropped. Yeah, which I think is very possible by the end of this. Yeah, like, and, it, and it's funny they he, he is not confirmed or denied to be in the show. Jonathan Majors was asked, and he was just like, "Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." He just, yeah, he just kind of brushed it off. Yeah. So, codes, do you have any new bold predictions? Uh, so my bold predictions was. I think it was not the timekeepers running the TVA and then it might be the time twisters. Okay. So they're just pulling a fast one on the old TVA. And yeah. Or, or, or somebody, maybe it's even Kang the conquer who's running and, and, and telling everybody the timekeepers cause no one's like talks to the timekeepers face to face. So how do you know, like who's actually running it? Yeah. It's, that's the thing, right? Is it left so much to the unknown? Um, mm-hmm. my prediction was also that the timekeepers will end up being the time twisters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the major reason I think that is because it's a bit too complex for like TV land for you to kill off, like have the timekeepers be the actual villains because then you don't have anyone, any like basically any celestial beings or like of that, like just any like incredibly powerful beings controlling the flow of time because once yeah. they're gone there's nothing there's no there's no he who remains to create the next timekeepers yeah so but i think by like getting rid of them like and having no one maintain this one timeline is what's going to create like the multiverse where we're going it's going to span out to doctor strange and spider-man and all these other things yeah but the timeline has already basically just been absolutely railed well, now, yeah, at the end of this episode. Yeah, so right. It's interesting. I think that's. I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I found uh, there was it was this meme, but it was um, how when uh, the the multiverse starts to branch out, that's the exact moment that Wanda can hear um, her her kids. Of course. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. So I thought ooh. that was pretty interesting. Yeah, because I guess. Since this takes place in the TVA, where they're outside of time, like this doesn't really take place in a certain time, right? Because WandaVision was like, say, like what, like a couple of weeks or a month after Endgame, um, whereas like Falcon Winter Soldier were like a couple of months later. So like that, her at that thing, like there's no correlation at timeline wise. So that could happen. Basically, it happens over all of time. Well, yeah. Instant. And I guess since she's a Nexus being who can sense something like that. That's probably why she could hear that, right? Yeah. See, that Ooh, that, that was good. a cool little theory that I found. I, yeah. I, I hope that kind of pans out to be right. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'm not predicting that's going to happen, but again, that'd I be really I, cool. I believe that the time the time twisters are impersonating the the time the the timekeepers, just because I, I, I again it just doesn't make any it makes sense, but I think that the 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 timeline is already thrown into chaos. Yeah. I wonder if we're gonna meet the timekeepers. I wonder, th- yeah, I wonder. Or is it, or is it, or is it going to be like, oh, it's not actually the timekeepers; it's something else. Yeah, that would, that would make sense. But like, then who created all these beings that yeah, are like working the, in the TVA? Like exactly, yeah. Because I don't think Kang would have created all those people. So no, I, I, I really so. don't think it's Kang. No, I don't think so either. But, or maybe they're just, maybe they're just humans who have been, been brainwashed and had their like memories wiped. Yeah, I guess by like the sim- similar vein that WandaVision happened. Maybe who knows? But I think that's less likely, and it's probably the Timekeepers are actually some kind of celestial type being, whether the Timekeepers, Time Twisters, something of that level, and then running it for their own, you know, personal gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. I think a previous a previous prediction I had as well that we talked about last time I think uh, was that by the end of the show chaos will ensue and the multiverse will be created and there will no longer be one timeline. Yeah. Which is a hundred percent what's going to happen. Yeah. And then a new one for this one was Kang was going to be a previous analyst and or judge, which we kind of talked about earlier. 
uh, before taking on Kang the Conqueror role. So yeah. he started off the TVA, saw what was going on, and was you know maybe he was being used. Like maybe the whole like thing that you just talked about, everything that like that happened, and then he took off. Yeah, because well, again, like all of the timelines or like all of time is continuously going on in yeah. the world of the TVA, right? So, you know, this snapshot that we're seeing of Loki in there, like the world is like the time, the world isn't progressing like normally, right? Like it's just, yeah. he's just kind of just sitting in limbo. Exactly. Ooh, you know what I just thought of too? Like what if the people are just variants? What are like, what if Mobius was just a variant from the timeline instead of like disintegrate, like pruning him, they just pull him in to work for them. Maybe. He just, I, which, which like even the timekeepers could do that. That's how they, instead of like creating people, they just like take people from branched timelines and then take them, prune it. And now they have this person to work for them. So that just means the the, the timekeepers are villains again. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. All right. I buy that too. I, I think that's a little bit out there. I don't know. I think it's reasonable. Yeah. It's probably easier to explain that than it is like, oh, they cloned them all from something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. I guess that's the thing, right? Is that you have to, we have to think of ways that they are able to tell this story without making it sound completely ridiculous, like comic book level ridiculous. Exactly. So, so I think maybe, and maybe that's why Mobius has this like, thing for jet skis maybe he that's where he originally was from was like the 90s and he loved jet skiing yeah and he played wave race 64 exactly all the time right yeah because that's the only way to ride jet skis in the world i feel like i feel like now especially because i'm pretty sure they're supposed to have a season two for this i feel like you have to have mobius on a jet ski at some point absolutely like even even if he like ends up dying or like being vaporized or whatever happens in the in the show you have to have like a little cameo of Owen Wilson in like a Hawaiian shirt and yeah, like some, just, like aviators on a jet yeah. ski. Or even just like walking towards it. You don't have to see him on it. Like just know that he's going to be on one. Yeah. In his wetsuit. Yeah. In a wetsuit. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Okay. That's not a that's not a prediction. That's just a that's a wish. That's just yeah, it's a wish. That's part of our wish list. All right, codes, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I don't think so. I think it was just a great episode and I can't wait to see kind of what happens next? Like, I think there's going to be a lot of action and, and mystery, and I can't wait to find out who's really behind all this. Yeah, I, uh, I echo that. I, um, yeah. read, after reading about the Timekeepers, it just made me more interested in the show just because they really aren't that good in yeah, the comics. Really good, so I don't, really know how you, I don't know how you make them good in the, mm-hmm. in the TV series. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. So that's where we're going to wrap up our discussion on uh, the second episode of Loki, the TV series. Cody and I really wanted to say thank you. And even if one person got something out of this, it means the world to us. Thanks, Mom. Uh, The MCU is something that we are incredibly passionate about. And uh, we so much appreciate that you have taken time out of your day to give us a listen. So uh, next weekend, we will see you when we discuss Loki episode three and hand out some mid-season rafties, which is the most important part is that we are going to be handing out some awards. Yeah, so you want to make sure you come back for next week, for next episode. Absolutely. And uh, we will see if Loki's glorious purpose is finally fulfilled in episode three. Uh, if you uh, if you like what you hear, you want to give us a review, we are on Apple Podcasts, so please leave us a review there. It definitely helps us out. helps us get noticed. And, uh, yeah, give us a listen on uh, other platforms as well and tell your friends that we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, google podcasts and amazon uh, Amazon as well so uh thanks for listening episode until next time go watch agents of shield now that you've watched episode two of loki bye ciao